Oh, here she is. Hello? Sam? Can you hear me? Uh, now I can. Good lordy. Wait, Hannah, I'm reading some comments because we were having a discussion happening here because you weren't answering my message and then you sent me yours. So I have a, a conversation going on live. Different company, much like... Okay, catnip. We got a whole group of people. We got the the bunch here. I miss it so much. So many boundaries. Yeah, absolutely boundaries, man. Boundaries like a motherfucker. Do um, we have to talk about all the all the time? Stop it! Stop it! Um, no, we don't. We we can talk about whatever the hell we want to talk about. Um, uh, so yeah, so you have a job interview this morning. Oh, jeez. So you want to talk about something more? painfully awkward no i'm just starting the conversation i'm just making chit chat sam i'm here for i wanted to make sure that you knew earlier what as i was thinking and putzing around the house um that's one of the things i appreciate about you and and the conversations that um you you're not afraid to say the uncomfortable our topics um so that is just i i I wanted to tease you about it but truthfully you know you know your your friend on tiktok my friend too prosperous mess Mm -hmm. okay so i was going through some videos the other day i was sending them to a friend of mine and um so i came across all these old videos of mine and she made this duet of me because she was on a live that i i created i did this live um about uh sex drive because i had a question from um from one of my followers, like I, my libido's low, I'm having issues with sex drive. Like, can you talk about that? And we did this live that was great. It was one of my best ones and Prosperous Mess came on. And afterwards she made a TikTok saying, oh my God, you have to follow this lady. She's so amazing. And I only caught the end of it, but the thing that I caught was so great. And it's my new motto, which is that the point of doing the work is to get to the good stuff or something like that. And that, that really, you know, that really is the whole thing about, um, the work that I do, which is what I brought to TikTok. That's, you know, when I made that decision to change my TikTok from lip syncing and watching videos Mm -hmm. to being a quote unquote creator, it was that it was, I'm going to bring my work to TikTok. And my work is really about trying to bring these discussions to people. And the point is, yeah, not to be in the shit all the time. Who wants to live there? Mm-hmm. I want to be happy and free. You know, I want to enjoy my life. And I think the thing that gets in the way of most people's enjoyment of life is that they don't, they don't deal with the hard things, but primarily that's because they don't know how, because they weren't taught how. That is a wonderful segue into something I'd like to discuss. Okay, let's do it. Um, Cooper, unfortunately, stole something out of a neighbor's yard the other day. Okay. And um, there's an obvious fence at my boundary into the other person's yard. And so this fence, it's like a, it's a plastic lattice. It showed up in my yard and I'm like, where did this come from? Yeah. It caused a lot of panic in me because I'm not, I didn't know who was on my property. Uh, I didn't feel safe. And then when I questioned Cooper, um, he had a story. He lied it lied about it he said don't tell the other person um he told me not to say anything that scared me 
as soon as I hear don't ever don't say anything it's a secret that triggers me um, not that this particular incident but I I'm concerned that he needs to know the boundaries of what a secret is and you're um, we can go on all day about that but the end of the the my point of this story is he has to rectify this and uh, speaking with his therapist he kind of put me in charge of the situation and said um, you're gonna have to go to knock on that door of your neighbor and say is this your lattice I stole it I'm sorry blah 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 so I when the therapist told me that I had tears in my eyes for Cooper and um, I was worried because why I was worried that this was going to be a traumatic event for him why Uh, because it would be for me why I I would be afraid of of their reaction owning up to it uh, embarrassed of my behavior uh, embarrassed that I did something that I knew I shouldn't have. Okay. Um, I'm embarrassed that me as a parent, I wasn't aware that my kid went in somebody else's yard and that how did I not teach my son? You know, so there's embarrassment and shame as a parent. Um, but my, I was concerned. It was, um, I remember having to go to my neighbor's door and knocking on their door and saying would you like to buy candy or it's that time you know we're selling subs for softball that was every single door knock was horrible for me you know hearing the dog bark in the house are they going to come to the door nobody's gonna nobody wants to see me at seven eight years old knocking on their door asking them to buy something from me how do you know that that's not necessarily true Oh shit! It, it was hard. It it was well hard for you as a seven year old. Yeah, yeah, sure. Well, uh, okay. I, I don't want. To there was no parental guidance, so I we already had thought. So I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, so luckily, he worked me through that. Like this, in and of itself, is not traumatic, right? <laughs> this experience that for one thing he's not going to steal again if it's effective right and and um it's in those moments that he has to real there's nothing to be afraid of that person knocking on the door um is going to be given an opportunity you're going to present the best person that you are i apologize i'm owning up to it you know and he talked and and literally i saw cooper play out the dialogue how he's going to knock on the door. He's going to look at the man in the eye because Cooper's not a baby anymore and he understands things. So if we're going to do big things, we're going to own up to it like a man. So you practiced with him? Uh, The therapist practiced and he gave me the benefit, which is something I, I, I appreciate. I get to watch the therapist interact with Cooper. Yeah. The way he speaks, the language, he often uses the word grown up responsibility you're a man um he uses language that 
a, a mommy. You know, I call him my punky pie. Sure. <laughs> so he speaks to him in a way that he's demanding a certain level of respect and and in return sit up straight because I'm talking to you so you know you listen to me as though you're giving me respect you know he's that loving uh, father he's that the father energy I mean and, and I say this not in terms of you have to have a penis like women can hold this space too but I this is the dynamic of gender and the roles that we can play it's like and I had a therapist explain this to me once that the father energy is a very grounding, solid, strong energy. And that a lot mm. of people confuse that for violence, but that, mm. but that a healthy father is a father that does exactly what you're talking about. He wraps his strong arms around you. He makes you feel safe, mm. but he holds a strong boundary. Mm. And it's, it's right. It's like you said, like, this is what it is. And it makes you feel like strong. Like, I'm not really saying it that well. Mm -hmm. But, but, but even what you're talking about, like, it reminds me of a video I just reposted where I was talking about the difference of how to train a dog. You can train a dog with love or you can train a dog with a stick. Mm -hmm. Both methods work. Like you could have just said, Cooper, you go over to that house and you go apologize. Right. And you like, mm -hmm. you're using shame and, and humiliation and embarrassment to teach a lesson. Mm -hmm. He's going to learn the lesson probably either way. Mm-hmm. Or, and he's going to feel shame and embarrassment still going over there because he knows he did something wrong. He knows he's having to face the person that he did it to. But the way that the therapist is doing it is it's not the stick. It's the love way. It's saying, okay, let's practice, giving him an opportunity to practice what he's going to say, helping him understand he did something wrong and he's going to have to own up to it. So he's going to feel those feelings. But he understands in this scenario that he's supported and that he, mm -hmm. that he made a mistake because how, you know, because he doesn't know. Mm -hmm. and, and now he's able to correct that. It's like, that's the love versus stick. I, I, can, I have a perfect illustration of the differences in methodology. Yeah. Uh, my brother was caught numerous times uh, throughout his uh, young, I'm talking like kindergarten, all the way up to 17, eight years, 18 years old numerous times got caught lied trouble the stories police three four o'clock in the morning and every time he was held accountable uh and yet he repeated it why why did he repeat it now why did he repeat it it was not it was the stick method it was not um Why? Okay. I don't know my, more why than I, I don't, it was not, I, I don't want to blame my parent. I just think it was a, a, they just, I'm sorry, mom and dad. They just never handled shit directly. You know, they, they never, I shouldn't say never. I mean, when they knew I was suicidal, they got me into therapy. And, you know, even when I moved out of their house, they still handed me a check to make sure I went. Uh, somehow I still quit high school and got knocked up and um, they were always, so, you know, picking up things after me. But so you said that you have the perfect analogy. That's how we got here because you said you have the perfect analogy of the stick versus love. I, I think it was, she, there was no, I'm not saying there wasn't love behind it, 
there wasn't the education and the follow through to stay on top of um, on top of him through through everything else there it was a uh, mediocre parenting i should say well and we only know what we've been taught so monarch is on my live and he just said um i got the stick method and i didn't do it again it shaped me maybe not the best method but effective for me oh, um, he got spankings all the time well here's the thing let's talk about this because this is really important because you hear this a lot as people reparent or when they're in a place in their life where they are still using those same methods, right? And and like, as Monarch said, and you hear this argument a lot with people, and, and I don't think it's an invalid one, but I think it's worth looking at a little more closely because if we wanna change culture, right? And, and I'm being serious here, I'm not trying to take this and blow it up. If we wanna change how we treat each other, meaning Black Lives Matter, meaning misogyny, meaning Asian hate, you know, all of the things that, that we're looking at and that, that we need to deal with as, as a human culture, if we're going to get along in this world and not kill each other and not be miserable all the time, we need to look at these things that are passed down and what, what, okay. So as Monarch said, it, it, it was effective, right? It stopped him from doing bad things. Okay, great. That's good. Right. The stick versus the love method though. Everybody's going to react differently. My sister got caught stealing once and, and my parents took her right to the store and they made her apologize and she cried and she never did it again. Now, I don't believe that they ridiculed her after. I don't believe that they made fun of her. I don't believe that they said, you know, kept saying like, you're bad or whatever. Like, I think that she got hugs after. Good job. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of, you know, and, and she was given encouragement for the good thing that she did. I don't think that they had let her practice, which I think is a step further of like really supporting a child. But I think the difference here is looking at the internal lesson that's learned, not just the external thing. Okay, great. Maybe shame worked for, for, for me or for Monarch or for my sister, you know, where we didn't repeat that behavior. For your brother, it didn't work. Why? Because he, there was something else he was missing, right? Which is, I think, what you're trying to get at with your parents. There was something your parents didn't know how to give him. There was a tension or there was a lesson. There was something he needed that he wasn't getting. So he was getting more from the repeated behavior than he was from stopping it. So he continued the repeated behavior. So for some people, you know, there's, there's different motivations is what I'm trying to say for the people that it quote unquote works for. I think the mentality is if it works, why change it? Well, the reason that we change it is the internal lesson. You know, it's like, how do, how do I then learn to talk to myself? Do I learn that you know, that, that I'm bad or that I'm wrong and I carry shame with me. Like shame can be effective, but only to a point because now it starts to change who I am, where I believe something about myself. Like, do I believe that I'm bad or that I'm wrong? Or does it make me rigid in a way where I'm building walls? This is what we've been talking about all morning versus a boundary. Like, um, so I guess in relation to like, our children and parenting our children. If I'm trained with a stick and I'm like, well, it works for me. So then I train my child with a stick. If love works and a stick works, what's the difference? The difference is flexibility, internal flexibility. Do you, do you see what I'm saying? Like, am I going far enough with this explanation? Cause I feel like it's kind of vague and fuzzy and I want to be specific. Like I want to go here, but 
internal flexibility. Right. Can you, so if we look at a dog, can you, can you, can you, can you uh, role play like a scenario between you and Kai? I will role play a scenario for you that happened um, with a friend of mine uh, recently because I've gotten a lot better with boundaries. There's still areas that I'm really struggling with and I'm working on um, because it's, a, it's an evolution. But I had a friend recently who went through a terribly difficult time uh, in her life um, raising her child. And I was a witness to that. And I was there for her as much as I could be. But I witnessed her life and it was hard. And, and I've always been there and I've always listened to her. And um, she went through a lot, you know, and um, she's through that time in her life and she's somewhere else now. It's funny because we've kind of switched roles. She was raising a child and she was going through a lot. Now I'm raising a child and I'm going through a lot. And she's like out of that. Her kid's grown and she has money now and she has a home and all this stuff. So we were talking on the phone a couple weeks ago and I was telling her about my stress level. I have been very stressed out and, and sad and unhappy for the last month or so. I've just been struggling with my own situation. And so I was, I was talking with her. She's generally a very good listener. And I was telling her that, you know, how much money I had left in my bank account and that it was, I said, I'm fine. Everything's going to be fine, but it's emotionally stressful to look at that number and feel and have a child and go, my God, you know, and start to make all these plans for how am I going to survive with this kid, right? It's survival instinct. So I said that to her and her response immediately was, well, when I was da, 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 I had, you know, and that was a common thing. I didn't even have that much money. And, and I stopped her dead in her tracks because, and I, what I said was, and it was not easy because I love this person, but I said, you know what person's name? (laughs) I said, this isn't, I'm not comparing. This isn't a comparison right now. Like I'm really struggling. This is really hard for me. And, um, and I like, I I stopped her because she, she, she does this actually a lot where she, she wants to tell me, she wants to one up me about, well, I know it's hard for you, but I I had it harder. And in that moment, I was in a real emotional moment where I needed an ear. I needed to be heard. I didn't need to compare and see how really I had it better. Right. What I needed was my friend to be there for me. And she said it in just the right way at just the right moment where I, that was a boundary for me. It was like, stop it. Stop it. Don't do that. And I didn't yell at her and I didn't hang up on her and I didn't scream at her and I didn't call her a name or, you know, I just said, no, don't do that. That hurts right now, you know? And, um, she said, oh, okay. And we, we kind of continued the conversation and it was fine. The next day she texted me and she said, I'm really sorry I did that. She was like, you know, I know you just needed to, to hear me talk. And, and she said, that is, you know, I do that because she went through so much. And so when she hears me say, I only have $800 or whatever. And she's like, I never even had $200. Like that was her, you know? Yeah. She wanted to be heard. No, she didn't want to be heard. Well, yeah, but she, well, it was a habit, right? But okay, I digress. I, my point is, is that you said, what's the difference? I had flexibility in that moment because I, I know my own feelings in my own place. And this, this is very subtle. This may be hard for people to understand who are listening. 15, 20 years ago, if I had been in that conversation with someone, I would have said, fuck you, right? Because I would have had the same feeling come up. 
of like, you're not listening. You're not hearing me. And I need a friend right now. Mm. See, I would have just shut up. I would have been right. like, oh. And then I, I probably would have just slipped in like uh, the conversation would have just gone somewhere exactly. else. And I, I would have checked out emotionally and probably not called you the next time I needed something. Exactly. This is the subtle, very subtle differences of how to communicate with people, especially when it's painful and it's hard. And when you have needs, the reason I was able to do this with this person, first of all, I was opening up to her because I love her. I care about her. I trust her. She's a good friend. We have a long friendship. Nope. Are you still? Oh yeah. This just happened a couple weeks ago. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. But nobody's perfect. We all make mistakes. And I think this is where it's really tough for people is when you are in close relationships and someone says or does something that's hurtful, it doesn't mean they mean to be, she didn't mean to be hurtful. She wasn't trying to be insensitive. She's just imperfect as I am. And as we're talking and I'm in a very vulnerable moment, she said something that was wounding to me because my heart was wide open and I was hurting. She didn't mean to do it. So flexibility, right? Being because I have retrained myself and continue to retrain myself with self-compassion and self-love in that moment, when she said something that hurt me, I was able to feel it take a beat, right? Breath, understand that I had a feeling that it was hurting because of something she said, I was able to pause and respond in a way that was not harmful back to her. Right. It was, you were kind to her and yourself, um, that. And I was still able to uh, express the truth. Hold on a second. Amazon is right down the road. Ronald just Ronald dog. I don't think he's done. Okay, yeah. Effective. Very good. Thank you. All right. I'm sorry. So um so so it this is very subtle stuff, but it it that's the difference of the flexibility, right? If you're trained with a stick, which I was, I was trained with a stick. And so my reactions in the past when someone would hurt me were what yours are. I would shut Mm -hmm. down. I would stop talking to them. Mm -hmm. I would become passively aggressive, right? Where I'm just like giving looks and rolling my eyes or not answering the phone or not answering the calls. Or then when it comes up in conversation later being like, well, you blah, 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 blah. Right? Because there's Mm -hmm. a hardness, there's a rigidity because I don't know myself. I don't know my own boundaries. I don't know where I end and you begin. And so if you hurt me, I hurt you back. But if, if I'm in a conversation with someone and I know that they're trustworthy and I, I know how I feel about them and they say something that hurts me, which we all do, that's human. I'm able to pause. And if I can't do it in the moment, I will hold my tongue and I will ponder on it. And I'll talk to somebody about it later. Because I've learned that inner flexibility of understanding who I am and and how I feel, because that might not always be my reaction. Sometimes my reaction might be, you know what? I I think I need to go right now. 
Mm. Can we just talk mm-hmm. later? Would you, would you um, cut somebody out of your life who you feel is um, abusive in, in those ways, you know, to 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 how they treat you? Well, I guess you wouldn't allow them to, to get that. Oh, no, I you. still do. I would just got out of an abusive relationship. This is where I'm still working on boundaries. The, the place that is the stickiest for me with boundaries is with people that I am in intimate relationships with. Friendships, that kind of intimacy, I'm much better with. And, and um, family, uh, I guess you're at a different spot. I'm real spot. good with family. Okay. Can you uh, identify I, well, I know you can because you have um, the family dynamics um, are often unhealthy because they they're generational and and there that's hard to it's hard to establish boundaries all of a sudden with a brother or sister or mother that you've known all your life and um, and sometimes uh, family members are more abusive to each other um, than they should be or than they can you know because it's it's you've grown up with each other uh, my brother was a bully to me all probably just out of out of boredom just picked on me all the time so I was a little girl who was screaming and mom, mom Steve's doing this Steve's doing that and um, so I right. was told this to This reminds up. me of the family dynamic we were talking about. I need to take one second to say thank you to Jedi Master. Thank you for coming by. I so appreciate you. Thank you for coming in and dropping your love. You have a wonderful day, sir. Um, Jedi Master is obsessed with Star Wars, so <laughs> I love him for that. So this, But this I reminds me of the too. family dynamic we were talking about earlier with the situation going on for you where we tend to look at the person who's the loudest and and the squeaky wheel and and we look at them as the problem but a wheel doesn't exist in a vacuum a wheel is a part of a machine it's a part of a mechanism it's a part of a car or it's a part of a trailer or it's a part of a wagon so if there's a squeaky wheel it's connected to an to an axle right it's attached. It's got mm-hmm. other pieces and parts. And, and a family unit, like I was saying earlier, if someone's sick in a family, like let's say not mental health, let's look at like cancer. Someone who has cancer, they're going to need to go to appointments. They're going to need to have certain sleep schedules. They're going to need to have a setup at their house so that they can be comfortable. They're going to be sick from from drug treatment. You know, there's all kinds of things that the family has to adjust to. Like. If you're in a family where they don't give a crap about you, oh, well, you can drive yourself to the appointment. I, you know, you can make your mm-hmm. own bed. Like, I, what do you mean I need to go buy different food? Like, F you, right? <laughs> and so now you, the person with the cancer, you're the problem. I mean, this is kind of an extreme example, but, you know, my point is, is that when we exist in these units, these family units or in relationship units or friendship units, I, I say this all the time people in romantic relationships and families and friendships, what you see all the time is people going, well, he's an asshole. Well, she's a bitch. Well, they're a narcissist. Mm. Well, they're, um, you know, 
they're they're too um they take on other people's problems they're too empathetic you know whatever like mm. they don't have boundaries like right. everybody's pointing fingers at everybody else but guess what this is a dynamic people this is in relationship mm. together so if someone is so sick that they are not listening and they won't participate then then it is your job in that dynamic to end that dynamic to stop it but before you do that so you ask me would i cut someone out who's toxic sure but that's not where i'm going to start unless they're hitting me um or or something that's physically damaging um or if somebody just straight out like is like cursing at me or screaming at me no i'm not going to put up with that i will say okay we're done mm-hmm. now if they come back to me and they want to have a conversation and they're calm and they accept responsibility for the terrible behavior that they had dude i will absolutely have a conversation not because i know it all but because this is something that you know if i have an interest in you we need to work on this together like it's about your reaction my response my response your reaction and can we work that out but yeah i'm not going to put up with somebody like that's why i ended this last relationship like i i was trying to work it out and he would come back to the table and we would talk and then it would seem like it was fine and then we'd go back into the relationship and he would do the same crap all over again you know which which in that case was like um basically taking what he needed and then and then leaving me hanging out to dry and uh, what i learned from that is like when somebody does that to you like first example was um on his birthday we went and took a hike and i made him a really beautiful meal and i like made sure he had an awesome day he said he was like this is the best birthday like this has been a perfect day when it was my birthday you know what he did i, I can't uh, i can't what? spend time with you i'm sorry it's too much for me and you know what i did mm-hmm. i said okay and i went and took care of myself and i had a nice birthday but it hurt my feelings and i still stayed in the relationship and i should have said well that feels really bad why don't you want to spend time with me like we spent your birthday together why is that too much for you but instead i just went okay like that's a boundary and this is where boundaries are sticky it's like do you see what i'm saying like he set a boundary and i said okay but i didn't acknowledge my own needs and feelings mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is where for me it gets real sticky and it's what i'm still working on because i think intimacy love and relationship intimacy it's like it's in the most sacred place like so you, i would imagine you you this is where you become so flexible to the point you've been too much well no actually i would say my own reflection of that is that um it's not that i'm bending it's that i'm completely surrendering like i'm i there there's no boundary there i'm just like that's like that part of me that became a people pleaser mm-hmm. where i'm not honoring myself and where am i having trouble i'm having trouble in the relationships where it goes to the deepest part of yourself where you have to be cuz i want to be vulnerable with with a love partner but you can apply this to your kids or whoever you know 
Who makes you feel the most vulnerable? Where are you the most vulnerable? I want to be vulnerable. Like I'm going to have sex with this person. And I really like sex. So I want to be open and I want to be like, I want to have the best of that, you know? And, and when you're having sex with somebody like other than emotional intimacy, there's really nothing more intimate. And so those places for me are the most damaged places because initially I, I, I was, I was raised with a lot of rigidity, you know, and like that hardness of like, I have to protect this because I'm not okay, you know? Mm. But then the other part of my personality being female was like, shut up, smile, do what you're told, right? Like, listen to everybody else. Don't know yourself. Like, do, you know what I'm, am I making sense here? Yeah, it's getting a little no, confusing for me because this gets really tricky. Because, because uh, I only have you for a few more minutes because as you know, I have a job interview at TJ Maxx. Um, but before, uh, you know, my oldest son yes. got married yesterday and, uh, can you give any advice to <laughs> a young couple? Yeah. Uh, In two minutes. Yeah. I, yeah. Keep I would it, say if you, short. yeah, I, my best advice to keep it short is go get a therapist. Yeah. Already? As a mother, would I say you? that to my son? Would I say that to my son? Wait, 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 let's clarify. My, you didn't say give me advice to give to my son. <laughs> Shit. Damn it. I should have quantified. Jeez. All right. No, Dr. Laura recommends how old, every how old new is your son? couple should Okay. So he's a little 29. older. I was 22 when I got married, which for me was, it was the right age. I, I did the right thing, but it, you know, in terms of longevity or relationship. Oh, he's, he's at the right age. It's the right time. It's, it's, these are two lovely, intelligent people. Okay. Here's I'm some advice. So happy. Uh, uh, have fun together. Yeah. This is coming from um, my live feed. Uh, have fun together, play together like kids. Um, have a blast and make it last. <laughs> no, I agree with that. I think having fun, you know, my ex and I had fun. Like, are you asking for advice for yourself or for your son? For my son. And, and I know fun is, is what they are all about. So I, I, I don't have any worries in that. You know what Sherry would say? Sherry all. would say yeah. if Sherry was here, she's at her appointment today, but the, Sadie, Sadie, Sadie Marie Louise, Louise Marie, she would say communication, 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 which is why I said therapist. Like you don't have to have a therapist, but most people need one to be quite honest because we were all raised mm. terribly in truth. He was, well, I'll mean, tell you. But, but seriously, like, I'm just saying that, like, obviously your son had love. Obviously he's okay. Like, you know, but, but we all have these things and, and we carry them into the next relationship if we don't look at them. And Sherry said to me about her marriage that, um, she, um, 
The reason her marriage works and that she's married to her best friend is that all they did for the years prior to getting together was talk about what didn't work in their last marriages. And they talked about where their lines in the sand were and they talked about their boundaries and what worked and what they wouldn't tolerate. And they understood each other so well that by the time they got married, like they knew that they understood who the other person was and that they could respect those things about each other. So, and she and I talk about this all the time. Like how do you, you know, communication, communication, communicate, like you have to talk. You have to understand each other. You can't keep silent. You can't bottle it up. If you have a problem, if you have a feeling, learn to talk about it. And this is where that stick thing comes in, right? If you don't know how to talk to people with love and kindness, even when it's hard, especially when it's hard, you're just creating problems. You're creating, you're creating problems that will later blow up in your face or where you'll be resentful. You'll be these old couples screaming at each other. Yeah, fuck you too, motherfucker. I want to live like that. <laughs> what, a, what a great way to end. <laughs> Good well, wish luck. Me luck. And uh, only sh- do I hope that it works if it really works for you. And I think it will Good. only work if it I works love for you. Me. Thank you. <laughs> Are you going to hang up on me again? Your day. I'm going to.